sometimes that is better. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Give Me Back My Horror Movies, the podcast. I am your host, Nate, and I'm going to just lay it out right now. We are all recording this very, very early on a Saturday morning after all having a late night and one of us feeling like complete garbage. So you're going to have to bear with us. Charlie is sick. Pete was up until 2.30 in the morning last Uh, night. It's now 7 in the morning. I didn't get home from out of state until 2.30 last night. And then my dumbass set my alarm to 5.50. And I get up and going, oh, no, I've made a terrible mistake. It's another hour till we record. (laughs) So bear with us on this episode. Uh Because we're surviving. Slow slow motion podcast this morning. That's right. Uh, A man of my vintage should not be up till 2.30 in the morning. (laughs) No, (laughs) what we need is a teleportation device that takes us to recording this at 3 p.m. Oh, I like that idea, Nate. Nice segue. (laughs) So so not only it teleports us, but it also time travels us. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe that's what what happens in the Unmade Fly 3. Yeah, so it's closer or... to Doctor Who than it is the fly, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then we're doing the fly. Kroenberg. Holy hell. Oh, boy. Yeah, Guys, but... let me tell you, I, I was so excited that you picked this because it's you don't get to see Vincent Price in color very often. And <laughs> when I put the, the Blu-ray in, I was like, oh, that's right. This movie is in color. How cool is it? And it was just wonderful to see Vincent Price in his wonderfully creepy voice uh on the on the television Um, um, i I think pete i I think you watched the wrong fly oh shit (laughs) let me go watch it real quick yeah go watch jeff goldblum (laughs) yeah any any jeff goldblum movie any of them go go pick one real quick (laughs) earth girls are easy or something that that has gina davis in it too yeah (laughs) so then we'll come back and We'll talk about the fly. Okay, okay. And I'll tell we'll you just what, make yeah. your parts about the fly as well. That's, that's we'll as drop, funny as I'm getting today. <laughs> we'll drop the trailer while you go refresh. So Okay, okay. Here we go. I think you're making a mistake. I think you really want to talk to me. Sorry, I have three other interviews to do before this party's over. Yeah, but they're not working on something that'll change the world as we know it. They say they are. Yeah, but they're lying. There is a limit. Even to the imagination. Human teleportation, molecular decimation, breakdown, and reformation is inherently purging. Where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Something went wrong, Seth. When you went through, something went wrong. You are about to go beyond that limit. hairs that were growing out of your back I, I had them analyzed but they were definitely not human if you saw how scared and angry and desperate he is i'm sure typhoid mary was a very nice person too when you saw her socially no you're afraid to be destroyed recreated aren't you you're changing seth 
Everything about you is changing. Oh, no. What's happening to me? Am I dying? I want to know what's going on. What does the disease want? Wants to turn me into something else. Oh, no. A fly got into the transmitter pod with me that first time when I was alone. Don't go back to it. Could be contagious. I'm pretty sure that's the Unsolved Mysteries music behind that whole trailer. <laughs> waiting for Robert Stack to come out going... When a man decides he can become uh, the greatest scientist in the world <laughs> and he tries to teleport people, find out what happens. I don't know. That's the terrible Robert Stack right there. But I Now these two young people disappear in the middle of the night. This is their story. That was more like the Jonathan Frakes, like, is this uh, truth or reality? (laughs) His voice is just hard to do. (laughs) It really is. I have sexy, sick voice right now, and I still can't pull it off, man. You know. uh, Anyway, no, this, I love this movie, man. It's been a while since I watched it. it. Same. It's, it's, yeah, it's been a long time since Uh, I've seen it. It's it's a a crime, honestly, how long it's been since I've seen it. True. It, it, agreed. Especially yeah. after rewatching it and going, this is something to truly behold. It's one of those special movies that blend horror and sci-fi together extremely well. Uh, there, there aren't many yeah. that do it. Oh. Uh, usually it's like all sci-fi. It's usually sci-fi action or sci-fi comedy, but very rarely is it sci-fi horror, and this one definitely fits that bill. And it fits in tragedy so oh, well it w- when i looked at the uh the tagline it was like it said sci-fi horror drama it is a hundred percent all three of those things yeah like uh it's very rare we get a horror drama i feel I just, w- I just wish there was a m- more machine guns That's <laughs> <laughs> of course uh so then we after we recruit the fly <laughs> the helicopter yeah you know it comes down Damn it, Brundle. We need you. And all the government agents. Because, like, I guess at this point he can't talk. And then, like, he just, we get the commando lock and load. But it's with fly. It's real slimy. Charlie only got one gun in this whole film. So it's got to be edgelording him a little bit. It was just a shotgun. Like, come on. Oh, don't do just, it was just a shotgun. I've job. seen the I've seen the Hallmark Channel with movies with just a shotgun. It doesn't count. <laughs> wow, compared to fly to a Hallmark movie. <laughs> wow. That's Actually, I, I want to see Hallmark do their version of the fly. It's set on Christmas. He's late. <laughs> oh, like right. Christmas his, dinner. His previous wife died in a car accident. Yeah. Uh, he meets a new girl, but he has guilt that over his ex or his dead wife. And, he He's thinks maybe son. the teleportation device can take him back in time. To back save in time. Her. 
Well, he's a single dad now because there's a little maggot baby that was born. So, yes. you know, now yeah. he's got to spend Christmas because, you know, he's a single dad and he, he falls in love with this other woman. And, you know, the kid kind of rejects her as a whole thing. I'm writing it right now. We so. we do a we do a Hallmark and or Lifetime movie, a holiday movie every year. We have a bingo card we whip out every once in a while. I think we might have to whip that out this year. <laughs> I, I think you should. I think it's awesome. very funny. Uh, Kathleen and Troy. Uh, designed it and it's it's That's very very awesome. funny and shockingly it works really well like, you know i <laughs> totally get bingo easily. i i do not watch those kind of movies but i do look forward to when you guys do the hallmark those are some <laughs> of my favorite episodes you do because of the pain it causes oh, the most grumpy, grumpy cat's worst christmas might be the best and worst movie i have ever seen yeah it's if you so were bad. to have a cinnabite unlocked and then he'd be like, oh, your greatest pain or pleasure. The the pain would just be watching Lifetime movies I, over and I over have, again. I have such sights to show you. Here yeah. I've got a subscription to the Hallmark Channel. No! No! <laughs> I didn't know Arnold Schwarzenegger was a Cenobite. That was oh, amazing. I, I <laughs> uh, was not my... I did not mean to do that. You do the Lifetime Channel. Come on, do it. Do it. Uh, it's early. I can't do impressions. <laughs> uh, me neither. I couldn't do Robert Stack, but I'll bust out an Arnold. No one could do Robert Stack. No. <laughs> got to reanimate him. That's right. All right, Nate. Let's do the back episode. of the. Let's, that's right. <laughs> let's do the back of the VHS, Bubba. You ready? All right. Here's your music. Color 1986. Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis star in this frightening update of the horror classic in which a man is transformed into an insect. Seth Brundle is a brilliant scientist who develops a system to transport objects in a matter of seconds. An intellectual hermit, his entire existence takes on a new meaning when he falls in love with an attractive journalist who aspires him to correct the system's last remaining flaw. Yet when he tries it on himself, Seth's genes and molecules are accidentally fused with those of a fly. At first, Seth is elated by the astonishing new physical abilities he's suddenly gifted with, but soon his excitement turns into a terrifying nightmare as his insect half begins to take over. Expertly paced by director David Cronenberg and sizzling with superb special effects, the fly is both a love story and a suspenseful drama, masterfully combined as one immensely effective thriller. 96 minutes. <laughs> Nate, you don't have to read every word on the back of the VHS. 1986, Copyright, 20th Century Fox Corporation. All rights reserved. All rights reserved. <laughs> yeah. CBS Fox, only factory sealed packaging <laughs> contained this watermark on wrapper. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Oh, boy. Oh man. This is a banger, fellas. This is a oh, this is God. a must watch. This yeah, this is like on a top one hundred list. Like this is one of those you everyone uh, I, needs to watch this. After movie. rewatch it, I probably can narrow it down to like my top twenty five, top twenty. Oh, I'm uh, I'm s i am i do not know uh, where I would rank it. It just you know how they have like those one hundred movies to watch before oh, yeah, you die. Oh, yeah. The fly needs to be on there. Period. For sure. Even if you hate horror slash gore movies. God, you still need to watch this. I was 
far too young to be watching this when I had seen it. <laughs> far too young, let me tell you. But this was something, as a kid, I adored. And I, I, I'm i saying as a kid, because I, I remember specifically yeah. at my Nana's place watching this movie a lot because of how gross it was. I was taught very young that all this stuff was fake. Mm. You know, like super fake, super unreal. So, like, that's how I kind of got away with watching a lot of this stuff, which is funny. When there would be times that my parents would be like, oh, no, 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 you can't watch that one, you know, because it's like the killer doll. Sure, that that's never going to happen. The man turning into a fly. That's never going to happen. But Scream was off the tables. I had to sneak watch that at a friend's house, you know. <laughs> um, but I, I honestly can't even remember the last time this was. I remember a Columbus Theater did a double feature of this and the thing. And I didn't get to make it. I think I was out of state when they were doing that. And I was really disappointed. Mm. And even then, I didn't, like, come home and watch it just as, like, oh, yeah, The Fly. Like, it's just been so long. What about you guys? Like, what's your earliest memory you, of this? You said your Nana's. Uh, first time I watched this was at my grandma's. Um, I was downstairs. Uh, the basement was the playroom. And uh, everybody else was upstairs. And this was happening playing on... I don't even remember the channel it was playing on, but it if it if it was cut, it wasn't cut a lot because I remember the arm breaking scene. I remember the you know dissolving the dude. I, I feel like this was shown on HBO. That that was a big thing because my nan had HBO. So mm-hmm. like, well, you had I, I know there was like the free weeks that you used to be able to like three weekends for sure. But sometimes oh, yeah. you'd even get it for a full week. I just vividly remember that I was not at home. I was not. No one else was with me, but I'm watching The Fly, and I was pretty young to where I was a little bored with all the talking, but then something would happen, and I was like, oh, this is, I shouldn't be watching this, so now I'm going to watch it, you know, that kind of, (laughs) that mentality, and then I've seen it, I don't know, half a dozen times since then, you know, definitely watched it all the way through in my older years, but I'd say it's probably been 10 years since I watched this movie, you know, sat down and just went, I want to watch the fly. I've watched the fly two more recently than I've seen the fly. <laughs> I, I attempted to get through the fly too. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again though, after watching this, because I remember that it was, it was not a good movie, but it was gorier. It's very gory. Yeah. I'll, fly I'll tell gory. you right now, the first 45 minutes, as far as I've gotten into it, not much gore. <laughs> a lot of, Fake science that's really boring. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. I don't want to talk or, about the fly, too. Right. <laughs> well, you, t- Pete. <laughs> tell us about I, the fly. Yeah, this. I came late to this one. Uh, I was already out of college. Um, and at your grandma's, right? <laughs> right. No, so I, I lived in an Damn. apartment, uh, and there was a there was an independent video store across the street. You know, one of them with the nice, the, the back room? Yeah, yeah. Yep, behind, yep. Behind, yep. The, behind curtain, the curtain. Sort of That's sure. it. And I, nice. I, was, uh, I was bartending, so I had my days off, and I would go over there uh, in the afternoon, and I'd grab a couple of films, um, or excuse me, I'd grab one film because I wasn't sure what the rest of the day was going to bring and if i'd get through it i'd walk back across the street and if it was the same dude behind the counter he just like ah pick something else out whatever i'm not going to charge you an extra one nice. so i i got a lot of movies watched not just the ones from behind the curtain and to uh, this day that guy's like i don't understand how our video store went out of business <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, so, 
So this is one that I picked up uh, over there in my just feeding my daytime boredom. Uh, and it was it was one that I had been told that, man, if there is a good remake of a classic horror film, this is one of them. Mm-hmm. And easily uh, there I can think of maybe three or four. I mean, the blob, the thing, the fly. There are a couple more that I'm I'm not thinking of right now, but right, but they're that, there. But yeah. but that equal or exceed uh, the the original for sure. It's uh, this is a must watch. Yeah, this is one of those like when you watch the original, it's super tame now. You know, as much as I love Vincent Price and he turns into a fly. You know, it was just kind of wild when you watch that one. And they took that storyline and went somewhere totally different, more dark or more grotesque. Yeah. It's and you know, it's like the blob. They went darker, they went more gore, they did, you know, a lot of things that just elevate it. Um, I'm kind of surprised this didn't happen more in the eighties of like, let's just keep going back to the fifties and just like making everything more body horror. I I you know, it's one of those weird things, and we've talked about this quite a bit was why were there some movies that when we watch them, they're like the goriest thing ever Then things that we expected to be gory weren't because of the MPAA. <laughs> that is a mystery that we will never have solved. <laughs> never solved. No, never. I mean, it still boggles the my hypocrisy mind. Hypocrisy of that terrible, terrible organization. People. Organization. Yeah. Those damn acronym companies. I don't yeah. like you. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and look, this one isn't violence gory. This is body horror gory. It, it's you know? it's classic Cronenberg. I mean, yeah. if you and, if and you that man's career, oh yeah, you, this is <laughs> you put the right man in charge for this yeah. of having David Cronenberg, and I am ninety percent confident this was the very first David Cronenberg movie I'd ever saw. Uh, it was for me, for sure. And like, I will admit, there's still some that I have not seen. Um, like he can like be a drum. hard pill to swallow. Um, he gets kind of artsy in yeah, some. Yeah, that's uh, it's not just the gore. It is. You're right, Charlie. It is the art of yeah. what he makes. And it it is a it's an acquired taste, I, I feel. I I know he, he just put out Crimes of the Future. Um and that's I had very one buddy divisive at work. Right he did now. not enjoy yeah. it at all. He thought it was just a slow, dumb movie uh, that did not deserve all the like <gasps> it was getting. I still want to see it just to see yeah. it, you know? Um, right. Was he was uh, he was in Jason X, I think. Was he <laughs> at the very beginning? He's he's uh, in it. He's in it as a as a bit. He's in a bit part. It's very funny. God, can you imagine a Jason movie directed by David Cronenberg? Oh wow! (laughs) So I'm going through his stuff because I want to try and remember. I I own Shivers. um, I haven't seen that one. I I watched it a lot later than this one, but uh, it looks like there are actually two movies I watched before The Fly, and I had watched Scanners. Oh yes, and uh videodrome Videodrome. i had seen those two before i watched the fly um those are also kind of mind bendy some pops of gore Mm -hmm. but very now now it's like this this way we describe movies as 
Cronenberg-esque. You know, even if he didn't do it, some people will try to copy him. So whenever you're trying to describe a Cronenberg movie, you're like, it's like uh, a Cronenberg movie. <laughs> you know, it's, there's, there's really no other way to describe it once you know this guy's, you know, movie making, you know, um, the way he does it. He also well, did uh, A History of Violence. Yes, oh, he del- did. A deleted scene, and too. Eastern mm. Promises. Yeah, Ooh, those are yeah. some... Uh, so those are movies that yeah it's very heavy on the story but when they're violent oh my god are they violent yeah yeah <laughs> and they... he's one of the only people to give us a spawn that is also directing right out the gate twisted and messed up movies brandon cronenberg yes yeah his kid yeah he's, um, that's a name you got if your last name's cronenberg you're done. You you you're either got to go hard or not get into it. directing. That's really all. He's you know, only done go... two movies, and I've only seen one of them. But Possessor, it's a messed up movie. Like it? it, it's one of those. It. Like you go, yep, this is Cronenberg. Like it's. I won't spoil what it's about. Pete going blind. It, it's I, awesome. I, go, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's one of those after it's over, you're like that should have been a six episode mini series (laughs) because you have a very interesting world that you have built that I want to know more about. It's one of those things where if he didn't go into directing and he ended up being like a Starbucks barista (laughs) and you walk up and it says Cronenberg on there. I'm like, I don't want the coffee. (laughs) I'm going to go to a different one right now. He draws a skull. Why is there a human finger in my Starbucks again? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Cronenberg. (laughs) Again, back in my office. <laughs> You're the manager of Cronenberg. <laughs> I told that's, you, you got to stop putting ears in people's drinks. That's a six episode miniseries. I want to see. <laughs> see. We'd watch that. I'd totally watch that. <laughs> this show is gold for anyone wanting to. Like, I imagine he's hunched things. over and he's wearing a cloak at the <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted them to feed as well. I don't know why, but that's how all the Cronenbergs sound as well. (laughs) (laughs) And the long lineage of the Cronenberg family. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Goldblum. Puke. Puke all over your hands. Oh, God. That is an, you know, that image was in my brain, but the one that's really burned in my brain is when he breaks the dude's arm. I mean,. I it comes out of nowhere about it. Yeah, uh, it, you're like, oh, he's just gonna toy with this guy. Oh shit, you broke his arm. I have like it a really awesome. uh, weird fear of bones sticking out. Like I have never broken a bone in my entire life. I've so now at this point, I'm too it. scared. Like you remember, like in what fourth grade, every kid came in the school with like a cast on their arm. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I never got the cast. You know, like I've, I've, ne- I've never terrified had of it. I've cracked a couple of ribs and I've hairline fractured a finger or two. Nice. Um, and uh, basketball stuff and things like that. Yeah. But I've never actually like Shocking. snapped you a bone. basketball. No, oh, no, right. <laughs> um, but it, so I was watching it again the other night and I'm also in my brain going, that other dude was really freaking strong too then because. If you weren't strong, you would have just slammed the arm down. But that dude's so strong that it broke his forearm. You know, that's the that's the part that gave, not 
the pivot down for the arm wrestling. That's the dude that over the top part two needs to follow is his redemption <laughs> arc there's in arm wrestling. Two. Please say there's not an over the top two. <laughs> there's, there's, there's not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I will have funding here soon, Pete. <laughs> Cronenberg's son has already got an option. So that's... Yes, break his arm. Oh, there's just some montages of bone snapping. Just... <laughs> God. With like a really upbeat 80s, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Snap, snap, snap. 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 <laughs> Quick cuts of audience members puking. Yeah. <laughs> you got right. prong, you got prongs playing in the background instead it's like snap your finger snap your arm snap your finger snap your arm they do a remix of snap your neck yeah. down to that. Ooh, snap your arm <laughs> snap your arm oh man so nate you picked this yeah um why <laughs> been in a weird mood man you have been and these been are wanting more and more weird stuff like everybody knows by now, these are all the ones we're canning. So we're recording these way early. Um, so if we're not staying. If something major happened in the world and we're not talking about it, we're just ignoring it. Don't worry. Yeah, that alien but, invasion. It was weird. <laughs> hope, hope it's going well for everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've done The Hills Have Eyes, Oof. which is still <laughs> kind of weird to me that you did that. Uh, we did Robocop because I was Robocop dark action movie and now we're doing a dark tragic horror movie we all we also did did, Robocop just to piss Mark off probably (laughs) (laughs) Nate and I both bought the 4k release and it's like you know what we're doing we were just holding on to it just waiting to finally watch it it's like year two (laughs) man we need to do it now and then we've also done Universal Soldier which also got me thinking I'm like for November it's you know thanksgiving holiday is we've really done some messed up family movies basically <laughs> like the hills have eyes messed uh-huh. up mutant family uh universal soldier luke devro gets uh reunited with his family and then gets attacked by another unisol the fly they make a family this <laughs> robocop <laughs> reanimated trying you know sucks he missed out on his family like nate what's going on with you right now bro i've been having a rough time and i want everyone to have a rough time with me i guess (laughs) i'll take that down i'm bringing everyone down with me (laughs) (laughs) this was was like seriously this was like nate would be like i want to do this one and charlie's like okay i'm in and he picked the wild horror one as we started to look at the list we're like oh man (laughs) yeah i was like damn dude this is this is some dark deep shit we're digging into even on the action side what's wrong with you i'm working through it with therapy all right (laughs) but they're all great movies boils and ghouls protect your mental health (laughs) go to therapy if you need it yeah yeah absolutely but yeah it was just kind of it was i'm down for doing it for sure It, it was because of how long it's been since i've seen it and just like part of part of the curse of doing this podcast for me is there's stuff that now I want to watch all the time. And you but wait. then I pump the brakes because I'm like, oh, well, I want to watch it to be fresh for the podcast. 
I don't want to be doing an episode where it's like, well, I just watched it like three months ago. You know, like, yeah, I, I'm trying to get out of that mindset because it is preventing me from enjoying some stuff that like. Like I bought Blood Diner on DVD and I haven't watched it yet. And I don't even know if we'll ever cover Blood Diner. And it's like, yeah, right. I, I've, no. I've never seen it. And I want to. So I it might be I something that I just either. put on tonight, you know. It's got yeah. a great cover, if I remember right. Oh, it's got a fantastic yeah. cover. Yeah. Yeah, so I just watched a uh, Jamie Lee Curtis movie I had never seen before, and it's Terror Train uh, from oh, 1980. Yeah. I know that one. I didn't either until Tubi shared it, and I guess Tubi shared it because they remade it this year and released it. But oh, I'm really? like, I don't know. And I guess she, it's one of the ones she did in the in 1980. She did Halloween, The Fog, Prom Night, and Terror Train all within two years. Holy and shit. It's not bad. I it was it, It's right along those type of horror movies she was doing. But I had never even heard of it till now. And yeah, I'm kind of with you, Nate, where I'm like, man, I don't know. Is this one I would ever want to cover? But we've also been burned with that before when we cold watch stuff. So it's like, I almost <laughs> feel like now I have to watch things. And, and that's the mindset I'm time. trying to get into of like, I don't want our Amityville situation. <laughs> oh, God, no. I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> or memory is super foggy and eclipses oh. what the actual feeling of the movie was. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, this one, it was just seeing it through an adult lens was really honing in just how sad it, this movie was. Well, it made the movie so much better on so many levels. Like, I so, can't imagine being this brilliant scientist who is trying to truly do something that's world changing, you yeah. know, and then to have something so stupid as a little fly getting in the machine and then the computer not realizing that these two need to merge, not merge. Well, he, I, he mentioned earlier that, that computers are dumb. They only do what you tell them to do. And that was what I, I love how he how they set that up in the yeah. script. And how, it's like we're going to explain why this can even though I'm like, you'd think they'd have some fail safes also <laughs> makes you start thinking. There's a lot of sh shit floating in the air That's all right. the time. And it's like, are you going to get like mixed with a microbe or, you know, I like there needs bacteria. to be some more safety protocols in place before a ghost you, you get, you get <laughs> right. Why does a ghost. ghost get in there? Yeah. Like he didn't think about his haunted apartment had ghost. And then, like, that ghost gets in there. <laughs> there is a ghost baboon floating around that apartment. Yeah, there definitely it is. definitely is. And now he's bringing like... poop all over the place, but it's ghost poop. <laughs> I really poop. like the science of this, or the I should say the Toho science of this. Yeah. But uh, it was, the thing, that, the only thing that really bothered me was he was being so very irresponsible with this technology. I yeah. mean that this this should be in a clean lab somewhere where oh you're definitely testing. but and he you was shouldn't so... be testing with a an expensive baboon right away. You should be testing with a chicken breast first. Not, yes, <laughs> not a, a live freaking yeah. animal. Where does he get these baboons from? Where are you getting the baboons? Where <laughs> when he when the second one popped up, I was like, all right. He's got a baboon dealer, and then he mentions that's his brother. So I was like, oh, his baboon dealer like. Only does double orders, basically. <laughs> right. Two for one. 
at yeah. PetSmart or something. You, you always buy in bulk, man. It's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> what we don't see is in his other apartment room is like 19 baboons waiting. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I was reading up on that and uh, they say it's an actual baboon. Uh, and they're like, they're super dangerous. And even the handler was a little apprehensive about things, but the baboon bonded with, with Goldbloom yeah. because of so Goldbloom really really worked out for this movie, so he could do all of the things that oh you know, it like, was it was full sexy Goldbloom. I mean, oh, it was oh, totally yeah. sexy my, Goldbloom. My goodness, <laughs> don't Nate quit getting in your chair that way. Don't, oh, no. I don't need I'm... I don't need sexy Nate again. Two hands, show. two ah. hands, ah. <laughs> and uh, so. It was, he made himself like the alpha and the baboon understood that <laughs> the baboon was the respected alpha. Respected this. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Because they were like, they were worried because baboons will go after like women and stuff like that, you know. And because Goldblum was on set, it was calm. It would like, when it was holding on to him in the movie and hugging him, it's because the baboon that, you know, basically treated him like the leader. And I was like, that's actually kind of cool. And it works even better in the movie when you know that now, because you're like, he has that aura about him, that confidence that he gets when he comes out of the uh, transporter. You know, he's like stronger, more confident, you know, just this whole thing. And the baboon immediately just kind of latches to him. I was like, I dig that now that I know some of the behind the scenes. I have an embarrassing confession that it just like light bulb went off. Uh Uh-oh. You got a baboon story? <laughs> no, it was that was the same baboon that played both parts. It was yeah, not yeah. two baboons. Really? Why did I think they had two baboons? <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, I love you, Nate. They did not actually you, transport and kill big, one of the baboons. Dummy. That yeah, baboon just had double billing. Yeah, it got two paychecks. That's how that <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> He got two bananas. He uh, he didn't get microwave, Nate. <laughs> it's, it's, bless well, your little heart. I was thinking after that one died, that one was no longer on set, and then they oh. brought in the other one to, to be acting. I don't know why I thought they went that in depth with the acting of the baboons. So, oh my god! Yeah, it's it, too early for this, man. It is awful. <laughs> Awfully early. This is why this is what you get when you tune in this early. Yes. Oh, Goldblum and Gina Davis are a powerhouse in this They're gold. movie. Gold. Gold, dude. Oh my god. Well, they, they were dating Goldblum? in real for real life right then and there. Were they? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, Goldblum yeah. is a tall man and see see how tall Gina Davis is? She my, is not but, a small she's a, woman. At least six feet, I think, or maybe I think just just right around there. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful woman. Oh, she's great. I, I love her to death. Oh, but um, yeah, I've, I've going... had a crush on her since Beetlejuice, and I saw that way before I saw this one. So mm, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Cutthro- cutthroat island for me, boys. Oh, 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 oh God. I still I can't like wait for us movies. to cover that and There's make one good watch scene it. in that movie. <laughs> is it one, when the steering one. wheel of the ship breaks that guy's neck <laughs> no there's a magnificent stunt uh toward the beginning that i can't wrap my brain around it was wonderful they <laughs> they jump from a, a balcony into a moving uh stagecoach and yeah. it was stunning it was really i only cool. remember the steering wheel part look man, i don't even know wa- what the officially thing's called the big wheel <laughs> steering wheel 
<laughs> just boat steering wheel. <laughs> boat steering wheel. Uh, it's too but early. I can't. I don't feel. Like I can't think it of it either. <laughs> Goldblum's at eleven the entire movie. Oh my god, dude! And the fact is, we know this from you know talking to special effects artists that you have an actor and then you have a creature actor or um, a suit actor. Yeah, and usually the actor is not the suit actor like because of the demand that the role takes of having to have all the prosthetics on you um the different emotions that you have to go through and just like the endurance of putting on all the makeup being in that chair and then how's your body going to react how are you going to react are you going to be claustrophobic right the fact that goldblum who is not a, a suit actor pulls this off so brilliantly just adds to the movie you know i love the progression of his transformation yes in this movie. that's that's where i was just heading yeah and it's perfectly the, paced like there's not a moment in me like oh i want i want more it's like seeing his progression now that like, was that was something i wanted to talk about a little bit because when we first were talking about doing this movie you had mentioned you're like ah, i remember it being slow but yeah. it's good and so i'm watching it and I I get this thing where I'm like, it's not slow. It is it's a drama. It is I am supposed to be invested in these characters and I need this story being told. Everything else is secondary. The transformation, the body horror, all that stuff is the shock value that, you know, perks you up, but never am I bored in this movie. So it's not and, like it's slow paced. And I think it's, it's because like you had said as a kid watching it going dialogue, dialogue, something gross happens. Yeah. As and I that, think that, that was my mindset of rewind yeah. thinking, Oh, it's a little bit slower. It's like, no, as a kid it is, but yeah, it builds really good tension even now when you're watching it. And I think the grossest person in the movie is the ex-boyfriend, honestly, you know, that, uh, Gina Davis's uh, oh, editor, uh, you know, breaks into her apartment because he has a key, and you know, if there was ever a dude oh, yeah. that should get me too. It's that dude, uh-huh. right? Like, and like, that's the incredible part. This movie comes out in '86, and how relevant it is with like technology and like computers only doing what they say you do. Having a creepy guy like that being someone that works over you, like, yeah, uh, ah, this movie, like. It does not need to be remade, remade, because, like, it's still relevant to today. Yeah, this is one of those odd ones where I don't I don't want to see someone, like, updated. No. I don't, they'll never recap. And this is a weird thing for me, I, I, especially now that, you know, the Halloween movies have come out and all this other stuff lately. And everybody's just, like, pissed off at the world. And they're like, stop remaking our movies. Stop remaking our classics. I'm like, the classic still exists. It wasn't erased. Just because this one wasn't good doesn't taint the original. Stop, you know, stop seeing the remakes if you don't want the remake. Right. Just <laughs> watch the original. That, that that latest Friday the 13th remake made something ridiculous like 70 million bucks. Yeah. And everyone bitched about it. It's like, don't go watch it. It's easy. Don't, yeah. don't go watch it. Or, you know, I get it if it made a lot of money at first because everyone wants to go see what it is. I don't hate that one. I enjoy it. If someone was to remake The Fly, I would want to go see it. 
But I'm not going to be like, oh, it ruined everything for me now. Now I can't even watch the Cronenberg oh, version. And it's like, no, that doesn't, it's not how it works. I can always fall back on the Cronenberg. Even if the new one sucks, I'll go watch the good one. You know, it's just this weird mentality. It's like that people are just like, yeah, I, I hate it all now. I don't want to see it. Cool. Don't watch the old ones. You know, don't even worry about the new ones. You got plenty to choose from in this world. Absolutely. Just choose man. what makes you happy. <laughs> what makes me happy is just seeing Gina Davis be incredible this entire movie and so vulnerable and so heartbreaking to see her journey in this. You know, she was a relative unknown at the time. I mean, I wasn't, wasn't this one of her very first, if not her first film? Uh, I'll look that up real quick it's, as you guys it, continue talking. She was, I'm pretty sure she was, a, well, she was definitely a model at one point and made the transition. Uh, but her emotions, especially at the end, just like you said, Nate, are absolutely heartbreaking. It, it's painful to watch her uh, do what she needs to do at the end uh, to stop uh, her, uh, her lover's suffering. It's, yeah. Like, just it's it's if you don't tear up a little bit as as she is uh blubbering uh at her loss i i what what did you do in your life that you can't feel this range of emotion it's and it's all down to her performance because like you get to see her being excited and the wonder in her eyes of meeting him and him showing the demonstration of the machine um them falling in love Obviously, she starts to realize something's wrong with him, but she doesn't hate him. Even after he started to do some very terrible lewd acts, um, she knows that something's wrong because he put himself through the machine, and she doesn't hold that against him. Even to the point where after it's been four weeks of no contact, she when he reaches out, she's instantly there, and she's mortified. And she's not like, get away from me. She is truly like, how can we help there's got to be something we can do, you know, like she is still holding out hope all the way to the very end. And even her being pregnant and wanting to go to Goldblum and, you know, let him know, like, I'm going to have an abortion. Like, I can't risk this. And just like her seeing him further um, transform and go further into, you know, madness yeah, and just her heartbreaking scene of going back to the car, going like, "We have to go, we have to go." Like, I, I, I don't know how she filmed this movie and was not left like impacted a little oh, bit, sure. you know? Uh huh. I think you would have to be. And yeah. They, I, I'm, I did look up. This is not her first movie, but I think it's one of her first like main uh, stuff. She had a lot of bit parts, one in Tootsie, some television shows. Oh, really? Um, but she oh, so was in, like one of her first movies. Then she was in Fletch, uh, but the one she was actually in just before this was Transylvania Six Five Thousand with Jeff Goldblum again. Um, so yeah, she, she had some a very sexy vampire in that one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So definitely some acting chops, but it was after this that I mean, Beetlejuice was after this. Earth Girls are easy. Was yeah. after that that she really started to get elevated up, you know, Thelma and Louise, a league of their own. Um, so this kind of like, I think really kicked it off for her as she went forward in her career. But on what Nate was saying, the pain she's going through and it comes down to a lot of the writing, but when 
Brundle Fly, when he just before his final transformation, is pleading with her about the baby. You know, he's basically saying, don't kill us. Don't kill me. And part of me was like, before he goes, I'll put all of us in the transporter and we'll be one being a family that's all together. I was like, instead of being sympathetic that he was going to lose his kid, I immediately went, he, that's he's hoping that's pure DNA to fix him. That's oh, yeah. where I kind of like, took that from. But even that, like, how horrifying that whole scene is of like, we can all transform into one and still be together. And just like, this is a man who is grasping at anything to save himself now, you know, to save his humanity. We'll finish that. We'll finish that thought, Nate, here. Let's uh, let's drop a commercial real quick and uh, then we'll come back because that kind of gets us right into the end of the movie as it goes. So let's hit a commercial. We'll be back following these messages. Do you like horror movies? Do you like hanging out with your friends? Do you like having a laugh? Do you like podcasts? Well, you should check out our podcast, Spoils of Horror. We're not a review show. We're a horror movie hangout where we talk about movies that are lost, forgotten, popular, and bizarre, all in the scary realm. You can listen to our podcast while you're doing just about anything. You could be washing your dishes. You could be washing your cat. You could be washing your genitals. (laughs) (laughs) All forms of genitals accepted. We are a fully inclusive genitalia show. Yes. We are the number one ideal podcast for washing your genitals. Our genital Yelp reviews are unsurpassed. Five and a half stars. <laughs> you don't want to know where that half came from. Uh... <laughs> now that you know that, check us out on all major platforms. You can search for Spoils of Horror on all social media sites. Come and hang out with us. We'd love to see you. And your genitals. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Look no further. Rocks and buds and things are here in a never-ending battle for domination, where Trapasaurus fights off evil beetle, while gravel guts and bloodstone confront the buzzing menace of wicked cricket. It's rocks versus bugs with mortals as a tasty prize. Where will the evil end? Can robots, soldiers, or heroes stop them? They're on the move and ready for action. Rocks and buds and things from ideal. Welcome to 100 Horrors, a comedy podcast that seeks to rank the best 100 horror films of all time, as dictated to us by a poster that one of us owns. Every week we bicker over another film in an attempt to give it an overall scare factor and secure its place in the 100 Horrors list. With features such as... And... What would you say to them at the funeral? We take a light-hearted approach to horror cinema so that it can be enjoyed by even the most squeamish of listeners. So whether you're the person who's never seen a horror film in their life or the person who has a tattoo of Leatherface on the right ass cheek, there's something to be enjoyed in every episode of 100 Horrors! <laughs> Welcome back. 
So it, it's funny. We go back and forth. Like Gina Davis is great. Goldblum's great. Back and forth. Uh, yeah, because they with are Goldblum. <laughs> it's seen like right after he gets out of the transporter, he immediately knows something's changed within him, mm-hmm. and like we're seeing him doing like gymnastics. Like he is getting ripped. Like and he has an incredibly high sex drive, and he is just nonstop. Go go go. Yeah. Um. So when you see him going through what was basically second puberty, because like you see him start to get more pimples and stuff like that, you know, and like his skin's breaking out, which I think you're dead on. It's like a representation of puberty till we realize it's him transforming. Yeah. Yeah. And then like to have it to where like, you know, he does that night out. He brings that girl home. Gina Davis sees the two and she's like i'm done with you mm-hmm. and then th- that's where they don't have any communication for four weeks because she's like he had this cut on his back where there was hairs growing out but they're yeah. really thick coarse hairs that she had cut which was so gross to me so simple but disgusting <laughs> um unbeknownst to him she took him to a lab and saw that that dna was not usual was it human is what they yeah. determined it they couldn't identify it we as the audience know it's a fly uh-huh. but for them they have no idea what it is it's just not human so she knows that something went terribly wrong in the experiment but because of how much of an asshole he's been she she cuts ties yeah and that's when we get the four weeks later him calling saying i'm much worse and that reveal of him on the crutches and coming out and just how defeated he looks. Uh-huh. At that oh. point, he's he's thinking, how can I reverse this? What have I done? And that's yeah, it. Like, I think that's when he starts looking into the, the, the disc or the computer. Uh, w- what happened? What what got in there with me? And that's yeah, the, com- the, the computer the shows is. it was mm-hmm. a fly. Yeah. Yeah. And then the computer was it decided to. Uh, Combine them, wasn't it? I remember there was on a, a specific yeah. word uh, on a that DNA, the computer uses on a DNA level. They combined both. Uh, it, both. it said it said fusion. Um, yeah. So it saw the two separate structures. The computer then decided to fuse it, which again it goes right back to like what Pete said, where they lay out the fact that the computer is stupid. It only does what it tells you to, what you tell it to. What you tell it to. Do. So it saw a pattern and it knows that when it comes out the other end it needs to put all the pieces back together instead of it needs to be two separate pieces it just put all the pieces together the best it could which is the fusion of that there is a there's a deleted scene for this movie that even they thought was way too violent and graphic for Cronenberg (laughs) <laughs> Let me right, say right. that for ah, I will not go that far in this movie. <laughs> and that he once he figured out that it was a fusion issue, he tested the fusion stuff. Oh, right. And he fu- and I'm trying to remember what I know one animal was a, was cat. a cat and a it was the baboon, wasn't it? Was it the was other baboon? I, I think so. Oh, so no. Yeah, he blends, t- and it's not the blending they cut. They cut, they cut the whole thing because how he dealt with it is he beat it to death with a baseball bat, 
and it was the most graphic thing they filmed for the movie and they all went nope way too disturbing basically their thought was at that moment he lost all his humanity because a human being would not do that beat a a creature to death with a baseball bat um so they cut it. it it's completely out of the movie um they also cut a scene with him i don't know if they ever filmed it when he's more into the fly just before he fully transforms he dissolves a homeless lady in the alleyway yeah he like throws her. up on her face and, and it yeah melts like or something melts like that. Her face. Oh, yeah wow yeah um, uh, raiders of the lost ark style you know how yeah that's uh, that's exactly that's the guy that did the special effects was yeah. the raiders of the lost ark guy so when the hand melts that's that's how he did it he goes well i did this gag basically for spielberg and it worked really good for a face so that when he did it for the hand it's still freaking it's, it's more still, convincing than the face melt in indiana jones you know <laughs> that one felt like candle wax this one yeah. was like that dude's flesh is gone yeah yeah <laughs> like, that man really did burn that. up <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so I yeah. love how i love how goldblum as you guys were saying like she meets him a few weeks later he's he's got pimples and his skin looks bad uh and they're just kind of chit-chatting and his ear falls off yeah and <laughs> that was so unexpected and then he goes does, does he is that when he goes to his medicine cabinet and there is a uh variety of all body his parts? body parts, I, body parts that, I'm pretty sure. yeah that's it and then that's when he starts to pull his fingernails off his uh-huh. Well, see, the fingernails was earlier, so the was fingernails okay. led yeah. into him saving his parts. Um, and I, I didn't like rewind because I really don't want the answer, but <laughs> I believe his uh-huh. manhood uh-huh. is in the I, medicine cabinet. Yeah, I'm fairly sure certain his peen is in there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. as long as I'm not the only one, it was yeah. like because I was like, I can tell that's a finger. I can tell that's uh-huh. a ear. Holy shit! Uh, okay, I can tell what that is. That, I was like, that I'm might not be back in it it up. Is, yeah. so it's <laughs> the ear falling off, him puking in his hand, and him just be like, "Sorry, that was gross." Yeah, and him just puking like, on the donut. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, oh God. that's right. Th- you may find this disturbing." I'm like, "No shit, Sherlock." <laughs> Who is wouldn't it, find that disturbing? <laughs> Nate, is it is it this movie or is it two where he? Uh, says why he has to throw up on things because it must be solid, two, I don't think he says it in this hurts. one. I think that was two. Um, uh, he talks to himself in the first one and he does say something like solid food solid hurts him. Food hurts. It, it's so he has not, to dissolve it's, it. it's kind of like the inner monologue thing as he's trying to figure out what's going on. Okay. Maybe that's what um, it was. I do believe they talk about it in the second one. Like I said, I want to, I, I am going to put myself through it and watch the second one again. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. Uh, I, I always remember forty-five like, minutes left to get through. Something I always remember liking the gore in that one better. Like, there's definitely a body count in the second one, for um, sure. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I mean that's going to come up later. But I don't even ding this movie for that. No, but like. After she talks to him, that's when, you know, she ends up realizing that she's pregnant. She has seen what he is. Yeah. She decides to go back to him to let him know that, like, she can't have this baby. And then we get to see him in his next wave where he's actually, like, improved. You know? Yes. Like, he is kind of 
the fusion still, seems to be working in his favor, but he's yeah. he's, he's getting he's getting grosser. <laughs> he's getting yeah, he's still deformed, but he's not decrepit anymore like he was it was showing yeah, he's earlier. He's not walking on the you know, crutches. He's, yeah. the crutches. he's walking on the ceiling and the wall at this point. Yeah. Which at that point too, you you know in his mind he's like, This is actually kind of cool. Yeah, he's Spider Man. Oh wait, Fly Man, Fly right. Man, does whatever a fly. That's what can. the scene was missing was him putting on a mask to become a superhero, and then the mask conforming to his face, and then all of it just oozing because Ew. of you know the pressure. Because I'm fairly certain if you just touch him, he that's, leaks. That's messed up. That's hey, Cronenberg. Messed up. <laughs> I don't want Cronenberg to do a superhero movie. Please, please don't. Oh, God, <laughs> there's an episode. Although, Cronenberg doing do Spider Man. Oh man, there is an episode of Amazing Spider-Man the cartoon when he does the uh, six arms and it's yeah. like a nightmare. Uh-huh. Yep. That is such a the Cronenberg fly episode. You sure. know that's yeah. where they got their influence because he's terrified that that's what's going to happen to him, and they do it you know kid friendly, but still it's very, when you watch the fly again as an adult, you're like oh. I know where that episode got influenced from. It's this. It's like the 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 real aftermath of trying to get superpowers. You know, you don't fall in a vat of acid and get super abilities. You melt. That's what right. happens. <laughs> All right, Tony Stark, you're hot. It's no more. Yeah, that it's, it you have an arc reactor, but we're going to show the bones and the chest and the compressions. And then thirty <laughs> seconds later, he has cardiac arrest because that doesn't work. It doesn't work it's like not that. real life. You're gonna be cardiac arrest and puke. So much puke. So much puke. <laughs> oh, do you I guys don't even know what that... other movies Cronenberg could do as a superhero? <laughs> do you guys think that? Had he uh, had his wherewithal to realize that something was wrong with him, do you think he could have reversed it? Do you think he was smart enough to have gone back and just, you know, hit the I undo button? I think he was smart enough. The problem is time was not on his side. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I feel he- like if he would have had, let's say, a year or two years, he probably could have solved it. Because, I mean, the machine worked. We knew that it had a flaw and he was able to fix it. By all means, that machine works. Um, the problem was the combining, you know, yeah. So you, and him doing it by himself and not having any clearance. You know, his cockiness got the best of him. Um, but I, I do feel like if he would have had enough time because of how fast he was trans, transmitting, transforming. Uh, he probably could have found a way to reverse it, but I just he's doomed from the beginning. I, I love I don't want to change anything in this movie, but asking that question really does make me think like if there's one thing I would like to have saw is when the guy, the the bad ex-boyfriend comes in and turns into the freaking hero, basically, in this movie, yeah. I almost would have loved for him to throw him in the the transport unit get in with him instead of Gina Davis that he's trying to do I would have preferred him throw him in it and actually do it and see what come out on the uh. other end and then Gina Davis has to shoot 
both people she had a relationship with. Oh, jeez. I out Cronenberg, Cronenberg, you, damn uh, it. You went to a dark place, Charlie. <laughs> yes, even I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I'm just like, I hate the fact that that guy survives. That yeah. pissed me off. He's in part which, two. He's in part two, yeah. Which works for, you know, Cronenberg always wants you to be uncomfortable. Even if that doesn't mean gross uncomfortable, you just should be like, that guy is there to be the uncomfortable character. Um, yet Gina Davis has to keep running back to him. He's the one that takes her to the abortion. He's she's the one that is trying to convince her not to get involved with all this. Even though he's a sleaze bag trying to get her to sleep with him, you know, all the like, hey, can't we? You know, we could not be an item, but we can still have sex and right. all these other. How about you one know, for the road, honey. Yeah, one for the road, <laughs> and you're like, you're a disgusting human being. <laughs> And yeah, he gets tortured basically with his hand melting and his foot getting melted. I actually want a little bit more. I I'm of that that action movie mentality of the bad guy needs his comeuppance, uh-huh. and you need to blow his ass up or morph him into this ultimate like disfigured creature. Because then it would have answered what would have happened if he had mixed his DNA with a human's DNA what would have been that outcome <laughs> and then now a reason for Gina Davis to even have an even more uh, horrible ending that she would have to end both of their lives with the shotgun blast. Yes. The ending of this is, is touching and phenomenal when it grabs the barrel of the shotgun and puts oh. it to its own head. Uh. That's still, you're still looking at that thing as, Jeff Goldblum. I mean, she drops the shotgun. She does not want. Yeah, to she throws do it, it down um, until she, until she finally has to uh, to to end it all because she realizes that's it. But it's it's a powerful ending, and that's why I'm saying it's like I don't want to not have that ending. But now it's like it's a cool multiverse ending. It would have been really cool to see a different take on that. Like that's what number two should have done. Number two should have given us the human and human rebond to see see what happens. Just to see what happens. Just to see. Yeah. Well, that's what this whole thing is. This whole movie is about. Let's see what happens. Let's throw this this baboon in there. It freaking turns in. He goes. It turns inside out, and it's still alive basically for a few minutes after. And then they throw the stake in. See what happens. He jumps in drunk. Yeah. To see what happens. That's what this whole movie is. Is It's almost like the science. And it kind of is science. They're not as reckless. But it's try this. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I, yep. I'm not allowed to Amazon and drink anymore. So <laughs> you shouldn't be able to science and drink either. Uh, it's, it's just a bad combination. Uh, it's probably safer. <laughs> Cheaper on your end, safer for the world world right. with transportation. Talk about disturbing. Watching a woman give birth to a larva egg. Nightmare fuel. Oh, that was that was the one scene nightmare. I had completely forgotten about. And when that hit, I had to message both of you. Yeah. yeah in my <laughs> head, that was oh in part two, birth. or it was the ending. I did not remember it happening in the middle and being a dream sequence, right. I could have sworn for the life of me that was kind of the uh the the post credit thing, but before post credits were happening, like 
the, no. the stinger. That's what it was. Yeah, like stinger. He's dead. And then she does give birth to it. And then that's where it ends. And so when it happened in the middle of the movie, I was like, oh, oh, no. (laughs) A planned happy ending that wasn't filmed was her actually giving birth. And the baby was born with butterfly wings. And they didn't do it. They they wanted this. And I agree. They don't end it. A, it's a butterfly. Not, you know, it would need fly wings to make sense. But I think even Cronenberg was like, yeah, no, that's too sappy I, of an ending. Charlie, what is right. this word? Happy. Right. Exactly. I've never heard this word. Happy? <laughs> like, even that there's really no happiness in this movie. Like, oh, you're, no. you're getting together, <laughs> but you you see them get feelings for each other. But never this moment where you feel like they're actually happy together because they're still like filming the 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 transportation experiments. And a lot of it is a lot of failure. And she pushes him to talk about the failures and all this. So there's never this moment of they could they're going to be happy together. These two kids are going to make it. It's tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. I really like keeps pushing. I thought there was a her pushing him. Because he was so upset of like, oh, it keeps failing, and her being that like guiding light of like, no, like you're you're you got this, you know that support system mm-hmm. that he yeah. needed that he did not have. Like, this is a, a recluse. This is a man that like Einstein only had what was it four outfits, and they were all the same. Yeah, uh, Pete, you were getting ready to say, didn't weren't they going to go on? Well, a, I, th- a date? I thought they went on a on a date, like they were doing some shopping, and he bought her a necklace or something like that, and. I think uh, there's one thing on it, that, and then they talk about taking a holiday, but that uh-huh. is interrupted when she sees the uh, that delivery she gets that is the uh, the 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 proof the results of the uh, magazine cover. I don't know what you would call that, where it's bigger before it yes. goes to print. Oh yeah, the, the, right. the concept yeah. art, I guess you could say. Yeah, that she she has to run to the office, and then uh-huh. that's where he gets like depressed, and he drinks, and he jumps in the machine. So, yeah, I think there is a shopping scene because he's very awkward outside. Um, yeah. And it was like, I think after she bought him the jacket. She bought him a cool jacket. Yeah. Because yeah, all, all he had. 80s jacket. All jacket. the same suit because uh-huh. Einstein didn't want to waste brain power on picking <laughs> right. what to wear each day. And I have a feeling Jackie looked at me because I kind of do the same thing. I have like all the same work pants and shirts. They're all clean and they're different clothes, but. Most people that see me are probably like, you wear the same damn thing all the time. And I'm like, kind of, yeah, it's comfortable. I like my shirt with a pocket that I can put a pencil in. Um, I really only wear my, like, uh, tees that have, like, you know, comic books or Predators or something, like, when we record or if we do, like, go to the movies or something. But I was like, I feel that. I know I can get up, put on my clothes. I don't have to waste any brain power on how I'm going to look. <laughs> I look like Charlie. That's what everyone expects. <laughs> so yeah, so we're, we've kind of got to the end here with I say I think shotgun to the head. Part of the end, even right before the shotgun to the head, is seeing where he no longer looks like a man, and by that I mean his face literally dissolves. So now you oh. no longer have Goldblum's face; you have the face of a fly. When that and, and jaw... that really. That Sells. jaw falls off. Yeah. Oh. 
It's so that good. that's that's the point of no return almost. Yeah, like, like that's he, definitely like he's unsavable. He was already yeah. unsavable, but like the moment that now his whole entire facial features are gone. Yeah. And ooey and gooey on the ground. Yeah. And I I love the direction they went. So the original uh, Vincent Price turns into a fly, a physical fly. And they didn't want to do that in this movie, but they still wanted the essence of a fly. So what would happen if you did fuse your DNA with a fly and yet you're, you're instead of you just buzzing a little bit when you sleep or you have to puke on your food, it went almost like the fly DNA dominated his DNA. And when you see it, it's not a fly at the end, but I buy it. it to me, that is a fly sure. now. Oh, no, you know, that, that definitely is a fly. It, it is super grotesque. It's alien looking, yet familiar. It's weird how they've done this. Like, you put that picture up, a lot of people that maybe even haven't seen this movie directly could go, uh, that, I think that's the fly, isn't it? You know, that that's, they did really well with the concept and design of the final creature. And I love it. It's such an imaginative design. Uh, that's a good is, word. Yes. I, I don't, it doesn't look like a fly, but it certainly is a, a fusion of man and insect. Uh, Cause it's still bipedal and it doesn't have wings, but that triangular head with the giant eyeballs. Yes. Yeah. That's, and who knows, maybe it would have, maybe he would have continued to transform. Uh, yeah. Had he lived. Had yeah, he- that that would have kind of been cool to have seen. But I mean, you know, there's no time at that point. Yeah. Um, I also really liked how the, his as the creature after the final um, transportation, the final reveal, the final creature, as it emerges from the inside of what once was Jeff Goldblum and mm. that flesh just peels off. It's like it pushes uh, through his face. Yeah, there's a uh, there's an episode of Lovecraft Country where a a woman does just that, and oh. it is, it's it's beautiful and uncomfortably sexy, and it's oh ah. I'm trying to remember that it, scene. I I didn't finish that series though. I had like two episodes. Left. You need to go. You need to go watch Lovecraft no. Country. It is it is a powerful show. It's wonderful. It definitely but, wasn't as funny as like in Brain Dead when the baby pushes its face through the other woman's no. face. Yeah, no. <laughs> this was. I guess this is what happens on a serious note. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when you're going for drama, not comedy. Exactly. But you know, it's this movie, man. I also love the ending. It just ends. There's no resolution. I mean, yeah, no, it's like this is ending, it. but there's there's no, like and I said, th- no resolution. This is one of those cases where I would rather the sequel instead of following the the child, just her trauma and just recovering from that, and then it just being strictly a drama movie of like well, this is what recovered. happened. That, yeah, that sort of P- PTSD will <laughs> she'll never be cured of that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you would have to again. I got to watch the second one again, but you'd have to imagine she probably would have offed herself oh i think she soon. dies in the childbirth scene she in the very yeah. very first scene of, of two she dies in childbirth yeah and it's yeah, not it's, gina it's davis, not gina davis she, they, no, they, they could yeah. get her back but like they do a lot of just like pull away angles so you don't like you see her face but not like super quick kind of thing okay so they, they try yeah. to play it up a little bit yeah like i said i'm gonna sit down and rewatch it you know it's all on hbo right now so yes i'm gonna i'm gonna do that so all right, man. Well, let's get into a uh, extremely simple raining blood. 
One. One. <laughs> <laughs> this this might be the lowest. Is this the lowest body count? No. Amityville has the yeah, Amityville of had zero. zero. Was that zero? Okay. All right. Zero. They depicted some deaths that didn't actually happen. Yeah, the Lutz family, not the Lutz family, the family before well, the Lutz family were was shot. Yeah. But that and you watched the original, right? Yeah, we watched the 78, yeah, so... so it's very, it's almost flashbacky. Yeah, you don't count it. Six people die. And it doesn't count, yeah. then he has the uh, hallucination of killing his wife and, and kid. That doesn't count but either. But they, they, they didn't happen. Yep, okay. So no kills in that one, one, one kill in this one, and that is Gina Davis blowing the face off of Brundlefly. Ooh, what a, what um, a good explosion. Too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that was straight out of Scanners, if you... <laughs> That that is what I expect from Cronenberg right uh-huh. there. That just it's it's a dummy Massive. head, and when it explodes, a ton of stuff come flying out. <laughs> That's what I expect. Um, and you know, it's one of the the things with Cronenberg is he could have been just one of those gross out directors that the entire movie is just gross, 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 gross. But the way he saves it, yet you will always remember that, like Scanners. Scanners isn't an entire movie of heads exploding. That only right. happens like a couple times. But we all remember that. We all know, boom, head exploded. The fly, one guy transforms. One person right. dies, and it's the fly. You know, it works so well for There's this. There's only one other movie of recent memory that kind of like reminds me of the Cronenberg-esque explosions. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie that came out a couple years ago called Spontaneous that is a beautifully tragic movie. That movie is Uh, so, so good. Highly, highly recommend Spontaneous to everyone. I think it's on Hulu. Uh, Just prepare to have your heart like it's it's put through a blender. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm over here watching movies like Body Melt, which is exactly the opposite of David Cronenberg, where it's just we're going to melt a bunch of people and it's going to be gross as hell the entire time. Is that that Australian film? That's the the Ozploitation. Yeah, I got to see that. It sounds so gross. (laughs) I I want your guys' take on it. It was it was something to watch. I got to find it, too. (laughs) I don't think we'll put it on the show. (laughs) All right, well, as we were waiting for Nate to join us this morning, Pete and I were discussing uh, the segments. So instead of kill of the week, because there's only one kill, we're going to do gross-out scene of the week. (laughs) What do you think? Zombie kill of the week? So, Pete, why don't you give us your favorite gross-out moment of The Fly? Jeez, I want to do one of the throw-up scenes. Like the ankle, <laughs> man, that man, ankle that, one was... that ankle was real good. But the, I think the one that surprised me was the, uh, the, the maggot birth. I did not, did not remember that at all from previous viewings. And when it happened, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> Yeah, that one, that one got me. Um, boy, now, now I kind of want to go back to the, uh, fingernails though. Yeah. <sighs> I'll that stick is, with the somebody's going to pick the fingernail, so I'll stick with the the maggot birth. <laughs> uh, I guess I got to go next. Yeah, it's your um, turn, Charlie. You're right. There's like no bad gross out scene in this, <laughs> and while the one that stuck with me as a kid will always be the arm break, but oh. if I pick my favorite, 
it's when she rips his jaw off. Oh, that so when she's trying to get away from him, where he's talking about them being together and putting them all in the machine, and she just grabs that his face, and the jaw just comes off and falls, and it's just like holy shit! Your jaw drops. Your jaw, it's the jaw drop scene. I mean, literally, literally, he found a way to do it. It's fantastic. So I think that's adult Charlie now is going to say. That's the one. So, Nate, what's your gross-out scene of the week? Um, As a person who has puked on other humans and has (laughs) been puked on, I'm going to go with the puke on the ankle. Not so much the hand, because there's something about, like, the slow disintegration of the hand, but the ankle part dissolves so quickly. And when you see that foot kind of, like, elevate off from the bone (laughs) and you're just thinking like oh god a night out with the boys on a friday night and then if what (laughs) if one puked on me and then like my chest disintegrates or my ankle like oh do not like that you know what makes that one particular scene more disturbing though is the look on jeff goldblum's face when it happens he is excited like he's getting ready to feed yeah like when he does it to the hand it will you, you it feels more like a, a in, incapacitation if i take out the hand he can't fire the gun at me but he goes for the ankle and he almost like smacks his lips yeah like, i was gonna say he yeah does everything he kind of does what beefcake does when i'm about to give him a treat exactly yeah <laughs> it, it's like the animal part of him had taken over and just the like go back and just watch that one scene just look at jeff goldblum when the ankle dissolves that's more disturbing than anything really in the movie is like you're like at that moment that dude's not human anymore you know he's gone it's pretty wild but like i said there's no wrong selection on any of this It, it, it all of it is ooey gooey grossness from the baboon to you know the end where she blows his head off there's no wrong it's so well done the slow progression of his de-evolving um i don't know they what also about pulling teeth out of your mouth but yeah all oh, oh, the ah. teeth and the fingernails ah. you know, just it's things that terrify us things that are torture you know yeah yeah humans have done to each other uh-huh. it makes it even worse um and it was one thing before we get into the machetes was Cronenberg after this movie had come out a lot of critics were coming up to him going I love your take on this being a uh, movie about AIDS and he looks confused at him and he goes it's odd that you specifically went for AIDS what this movie is actually a, 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 a cautionary tale about is just disease in itself like they literally say the word cancer in the movie like jeff goldblum likens what's happening as cancer taking over his body yet this came out in the 80s which is the height of you know the aids you know pandemic and scare and everything that that's where everyone else's mind went and uh, cronenberg's like it's bigger than that it's just disease period as a whole as a whole and it's disease as what affects your body but also a disease of the mind how jeff goldblum just gets completely like taken into the scientific method of just he has to keep going it's like a drug that he has to find more and more knowledge and conquer this thing 
So again, it's Cronenberg. It's a cerebral movie. As an adult now, I can appreciate everything else about it. So just want to get that out there before we got right into the ratings. But uh, I think it's time to rate this. What do you think? Yeah, right? let's do this. Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. Woo! All right, Pete, you got to go first. Ah, damn it. I do I go full 10 or nine and a half? <laughs> <laughs> it's your rating. Yeah, I I this is I'm not going to say it's a flawless film, but. Boy, I, yeah, uh, this is a must see. It's a ten. I, I got no problem saying it. No. What about you, Charlie? If I go off of what we've now considered the standard that we don't rate movies against other movies, correct? And yep, it it's about the experience you had when you watch it. Does it check all the boxes? Um, it's not our normal horror up? movies. Does yeah? Does it hold up? It's not, you know, it's not a movie that you immediately think of when you think of horror, yet this is probably one of the more horrific movies to yep. watch. Um, I'm with Pete. It's a 10. Nate. Yes. Oh, boys. I had watched this before we did Reanimator. And obviously, I love Reanimator. Yeah. But the problem was, this is such a superior film that watching Reanimator right afterwards felt weird it just it didn't feel like it had <laughs> as the like, impact it should have yeah um and that's all me for i should have i should have flipped them you know or separate um, days <laughs> but also this is produced by the man that is responsible for why nate laughs mel brooks this yes. is, oh, that's this right. is the man that. that uh yeah. that made me realize how much i love comedy and if it was not for Mel Brooks, I probably would not realize how much I adore body horror and how amazing and tragic and beautiful this movie was. And like, as soon as the crest were on, this movie's a 10. It's perfect. Look at that. Like, yeah. Perfect score like, across the board. This was a it no brainer for me. There was nothing where I was like, oh, that part was a little slow. Oh, I kind of wish this happened. I was like, nah, this is a perfect example of a movie that comes in at an hour and 35 and knocks a grand slam. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't and waste a moment. It it's weird too when Nate suggested this and I questioned it, yet it still turns out being a perfect score movie for all of us. First so, time that's ever happened on this uh, show. Yeah, I don't think we've done one where it will, everyone across the board uh hit it out it it's hit it out. Masterclass filmmaking. I do believe we I do think we have one coming up though that may be right there with it um oh I mean, yeah think, there there's a little i don't even there. think Pete there's one it. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't, think don't I know what we're doing yet um, i don't uh but yeah there's maybe one more this year that will be right up there that's not counting the action we got some bangers on the action side but re-watching this i was glad we sat down and re-watched it i was reminded why it's considered a classic it's one that's superior like pete said to the originals it doesn't take away from the original Correct. i can still watch the vincent price one and it is still a fantastic movie for the time what they were able to do and i will love anything vincent price is in but man this is kind of what made everyone remember jeff goldblum 
I mean, don't forget, it was just after this that he does Earth Girls Are Easy with <laughs> Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans and Gina Davis. And, Davis, yeah. and it's a great movie, but this is kind of like the Jeff Goldblum that we all remembered right up to Jurassic Park. This is this is that same doctor in Jurassic Park. Oh, you yeah. could imagine being a lot of the same mannerisms. Yes. Bled yes. into Jurassic being Park. Being Brundle. Yes. Mm-hmm. It it works so well. So all right, man. Um it's gonna suck. We all went tens, but now we're gonna pick a trash review. Uh, so do we have to? We got to uh, on this one. Right. Yeah. So here, here's your drop. I'm the trash man. I come out, I throw trash all over the, all over the ring. And then I start eating garbage. And then I pick up the trash can and I smash the guy on it. Oh, that's going to be a disaster. All right, all right. Nate. Break our hearts. So this one comes from Plankton Rules, which I imagine he wrote when he was not trying to steal the Krabby Patty recipe. That's right. Sitting in the back of the chum bucket, just you yep. know, after he got done watching a movies. movie. <laughs> yeah, just reviewing movies. Classic plank- plankton. That's it. <laughs> so he gave it one out of ten. Called it nauseating and unnecessary. The original movie, The Fly, was a lovely little horror film. Was it great? No. But it was effective and fun to watch. Did it need to be remade? Possibly but only if the integrity of the original story remained and it was given better special effects. But not like this! Gone is the silly fun of the original. In its place is a viscerally disturbing, nauseating, actually, mess with a rather mean spirit. It's simply unfun and unappealing. You don't believe me? Well, look at the sick makeup job on Jeff Goldblum. Accident victims are easier to look at for the extended periods. Ooh, that's rough take, sir. And the ultimate gross out of having him vomit up white slime on people in order to digest them. What were they thinking? If they want to gross us out so much, why not go on a tour of the morgue and film that? It would be as gross and as pointless. That could be the worst one we've ever read. I'm speechless. Ah. Like, this person just doesn't watch horror movies. Right. Why are you reviewing a horror right. movie? This I goes right back to what I said movie. earlier. I didn't even, you know, this we pull these out. But it doesn't take away from the original. You can still go watch it. Yes. But this was a reimagining instead of a, that's movies don't have to be a remake. It doesn't have to be a shot for shot updated remake. It can, this is more of a reimagining of the fly. At the heart of it, it is the fly, but they took it a different way, which is brilliant in the way they did it. This plankton asshole sucks and needs to just stop watching movies. That if this was a one to him, go watch Nickelodeon for the rest of your life. You're you're done. You're not allowed in a... Everyone revoke this guy's cinema card. He's period. So of course he's going to watch Nickelodeon. <laughs> that was the I watch Nickelodeon. That's a terrible plankton. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> nice try. I, yeah, really it, it, it's a I'm voice. sick. I'm not even trying. <laughs> I might Probably be able to do... Nope. nope. Still I don't might have be it. able to do it's it. Mr. Mr. Krabs. Money, 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 money. You know, I get... <laughs> SpongeBob, me boy. 
Um, that's the Kurgan also. Never forget that Mr. Krabs is Kurgan. Kurgan, yes. Amazing. Um, it is. So, all right, that guy sucks. This movie is perfect. This movie rules. Um, Absolutely. Highly recommend it. You know, we're recording this and it's still October. So it was great just to sit down and watch this for spooky season. Yeah. Um, but this probably kind of a gross movie to be coming out right before thanksgiving though nate <laughs> you know so uh nah, hopefully nah. i can still enjoy my deviled eggs <laughs> i'll be puking all over the thanksgiving food that way i can eat it easier Easily digest. just mix it all up in a bowl and eat it there you go i plan on not getting invited <laughs> I'll, back i'll to never look anything. at mashed potatoes the same way <laughs> oh oh that's what I'll do. I'm gonna like put a bunch of gravy in my mouth and be like, "Look, stop, everyone!" Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was movie. gross, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! All right, well, everybody, thanks for checking this one out again. The, you know, it may sound weird. These are our canned episodes. I think we only have one more coming out after this. Um, and then come back in December, we will be back on, you know, every, every two week schedule. So we'll be a little bit more current on current affairs and things that are going on, but hopefully everybody enjoy can, can enjoy their Thanksgiving meal. That's getting ready to happen after watching the fly. If you haven't seen the fly and you listen to this, wait till after Thanksgiving dinner to watch it. I'll just say <laughs> that right now. Or, or Don't watch before. Yeah. I don't even know about that. I I would just wait. <laughs> I know I said just to put wait. on Reanimator when instead of the Macy's Parade. Do Reanimator and the Fly. Actually, that's oh, what I God. meant. Oh God, <laughs> you're not eating that day. Oh, but and with that, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Eat lots of food. Happy Enjoy your time with your loved ones. It'll we'll be fed. a good time. I am totally, you know, we're talking about it a month ahead and I'm already hungry for deviled eggs, so oh. it'll all be good. And, uh, you know, we will still be current on all the, you know, the social media sites, you know, so we're, you can reach us over there. Facebook at give me back my horror movies and give me back my action movies, Instagram at the same things, uh, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, uh, you can still find all of us there and we still have everyone over on the network that will be dropping episodes regularly pete it's good beer bad movie night uh <laughs> monster movie stomp down give me back my pro wrestling um so tons of great shows that you can still t- you know listen to and we're still gonna be dropping weekly so it's gonna be like we never left and we'll be right back um so guys is there anything else we need to talk about just thank you so much to everyone listening. Um, it, it means the world always seeing the the world itself light up with new <laughs> listeners and where that map glows. Um, if you're listening to us on Spotify, don't forget to rate us there. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate us there. Like it does mean a lot, and like I'm I'm trying to get us to certain goals at this point. So, and mm-hmm. I, I myself am guilty of like listening to a podcast and forgetting to to click the little star (laughs) button so i get it i totally do but this is why i'm trying to remind people i always hate saying don't forget to like and subscribe like it's always (laughs) felt weird to me but i I also get that's how you do self-promotion so you know but thank you so much it's humbling our our overall on our our united states map i think we're only lacking like three states that have like north dakota vermont and i think one more and i can't remember it might be utah 
No one in those three states have listened to us. Um, Maybe well, Utah's Hawaii. using a VPN, though. Yeah. <laughs> there are a bunch that say unknown, and I'm like, what do you mean it's unknown? That's just weird to me. Aliens. That's um, uh, Aliens. You're right. So, yeah, it's always fun to see that. As of this recording, we're just over 6,000 total downloads. You guys are crushing it for us. We appreciate every listen. We appreciate all the interactions. And, um, yeah, for so in, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we give thanks for that. And we really appreciate everyone that uh, interacts with us. So uh, anything else, guys? All good. Stay it. safe over the holidays, folks. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you drink, please don't drive. Eat lots of food. Pass out in the chair. It's the safest mm-hmm. thing to do. And watch the fly afterwards. <laughs> All right, Nate. Why don't you get us out of here with a good word, brother? There was an old lady who swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. Now, let's talk about how I get back home.